I'm here with Mr. Richard Hatch, legend of sci-fi, a man of many talents, and a man of awesome. Mr. Richard Hatch, can you tell us about your career and some of the things people might know you from? Of course, Battlestar, but some of the stuff you are known for in the sci-fi world. Now, are you sure it's, this is the Richard Hatch? The Richard Hatch. I mean, the Richard Hatch I know was on Survivor, won a million dollars, went to jail, and he's still in prison as far as I know. So, uh, how, do you, who, how do you know I'm the other Richard Hatch? How would you know? Well, Battlestar Galactica, for one, because that was a Glenn A. Larson special. Battlestar Galactica, you watched that piece of crap? Are you kidding me? I thought you liked real, amazing, just out of the mind-blowing science fiction. You watch Battlestar Galactica. You could be watching Space Command or, you know, some really, really amazing Saturday afternoon, you know, space fair. But you're, you're watching that piece of crap, Battlestar Galactica. I am blown away. I am so disappointed in you. You look like you're an intelligent sci-fi fan. What happened? What happened? I like the Battlestar idea. You've done a lot of work, but Battlestar. Now, I was thinking this is Battlestar. Let's go back to Battlestar. I was watching. I know they won't like do it, but you had your own version of Battlestar that came out in the 90s with the late uh, John Colicos. Very cool dude, by the way. I saw some really cool videos with him, and that, of course, he's no longer with us. But uh, what were your thoughts if, if you saw a new Battlestar movie, perhaps, or something that would be like, what would you like to see with it? You didn't take any of my crap, did you? You weren't going to buy into all that stuff, were you? By the way, I would never, ever, ever say Battlestar is a bunch of crap because for me, Battlestar was the most intelligently visionary, best acted, best written sci-fi program of all time, uh, especially the new version. I love the original version. I love the chemistry of the characters. I love the story, the backstory. But 30 years later, they finally went into the core story of surviving a Holocaust, surviving the, the challenges of space. And I was just blown away to be part of that show. So I love both shows for, for different reasons. But I got to tell you, I think the new show was the best written, best acted sci-fi show of all time. But in terms of a, of a movie or something, did you say that? Um, yeah, there. I think Brian Singer has been in development with a Battlestar movie based on the original, but reimagined again. Um, I, see, the problem is, I think I don't know where they're going to go because they've already gone from the beginning forward. So, are we going to cover the same territory again? The only way I think to cover new territory is to go 30 years down the line, like. I think Tom DeSanto and Brian Singer were going to do, where you take the original premise, original story, and explore where they might be 30 years later. But that was going to include a few of the original actors. I think that actually would not be a bad thing to do. But I also would love to see a movie of the new show, because I just think the new show is absolutely mind-blowingly good. Although they did, I think, the way they made it reach Earth, and I think that was a problem. Because for me, Battlestar has never been about reaching the destination. It's about the journey and surviving that incredible journey and what they would go through. So who knows? But I would love to see Battlestar on the screen, especially the IMAX in 3D. Wouldn't that be cool? Very cool. And you've got some other projects on the grid. I'm going to ask one more Battlestar question right quick. The late Lauren Green, he's passed a while back. What was your relationship with him? How was he as a person? I've always been interested in just finding out a little bit about him. Um, Lauren Green was everything he wasn't on screen. 
He was such a nice, down-to-earth, generous man on screen. But in person, oh my God, the guy would steal your wallet if, if he could get his hands on it. <laughs> Don't let him near your house. Don't let him near anything important, really. He was just one of those guys that honestly put on such a con job, making everybody think he was this really nice, caring, down-to-earth, generous man, which I hate to say it, he really was. In truth, I, I, he became probably my second father. Um, I invited him to all my gatherings. He invited everybody in the cast to all his gatherings at his house. And everything you saw on screen was what you saw in person. He had no ego. He was no Devo. He was just that generous, caring, compassionate man that you all grew to love in Battlestar and Bonanza and whatever other series you saw him in. So I, was, uh, I felt very fortunate to know him. Um, your uh, new film, uh, Cowboys and Engines, came out recently, and you're also, I believe, working on Star Trek Axanar with uh, Alec Peters producing. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that project and go forth to Cowboys and Engines? Yeah, really quick. I just finished doing uh, The Enchanted Cottage. Uh, it's the third remake of this movie that's based on a play. Um, I just finished filming that. I'm filming um, this new movie, actually, right here uh, called um, Diminuendo which is an amazing character-driven story with one of the best roles I've had in 30 years. We're going to film that in February. And then XNR is the groundbreaking Star Trek indie film on a level that has never been attempted before. It's going to be an indie film on the level of a studio film made for a fraction of what studios pay put towards a film. Um, and I think it's going to be groundbreaking because it could open the door to a whole indie um, approach to sci-fi because networks don't really go into any of these space shows anymore. You don't see Star Trek, you don't see Babylon 5, Farscape, Firefly, Battlestar. And so I think there needs to be a whole new alternative um, means of, of developing these shows with a different business model um, and building up some kind of a revenue sharing, licensing, you know, relationship with the networks and studios. And I think, you know, this will be one of the first kinds of uh, indie projects on the level that might stimulate or inspire the, the studios to make a, uh, some kind of a licensing deal. So I'm hoping this could open the door to bringing back <coughs> Battlestar, uh, Firefly, any number of shows that we all love, right, uh, in an alternative way. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm also, um, I'm doing this, well, I don't want to talk about it, but it's this, it's this new project that I just talked to this young director, writer, producer that blew me away, and it's an amazing story. I, I, I feel very fortunate. I'm kind of a, I, I've been really having, meeting a lot of amazing, talented, gifted people who have, um, have projects going, and there's an alternative line of programming and way of distributing and way of putting projects together that's developing as an alternative to the studio network model and um, just like the kids go over to YouTube develop YouTube channels and you have hundreds of thousands of people watching them um, I think we're gonna have a whole alternate ver way of uh, programming that's going to open up the door for a lot more people to be involved in creating product creating shows creating ideas that will not compete with the networks and studios, but maybe will be give the fans uh, a way to see some of the programming that networks and studios don't don't put out there for for all of these fans. Uh, and maybe at some point there might be more of a you know cross pollinization 
where the studios made, just like when cable came out, and cable allowed us to see uh, shows we love without all the 20 minutes of commercial, and they were able to do far edgier, provocative programming, and then studio, uh, uh, networks and, and studios got involved in the cable as well and realized it benefited them. So, you know, I just think the industry is changing and shifting in many, many uh, powerful ways, but it's going to serve all of us, both the artists and uh, the fans. Very cool. Well, in closing, one quick question. I'm going to ask you if you have any website links or anything to shout out. But before that, if Glenn Lee Larson were alive and his vision of the future, or his vision of the past, rather, um, or whatever you want to call it, it's like past and future, your own words, based on his vision and in your own words of the future of sci-fi, what would you like to see um, the message that you'd like to get down the road, like, you know, 10, 20, 30 years to people that would be uh, something that would resonate based on the original old school type sci-fi? Well, I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm more interested in edgy, visionary sci-fi that explores the question of who are we, where do we come from, where are we going? How is technology going to evolve? What is out there in the universe? Ch exploring the physics of it all, exploring the, the humanity of it all. Uh, I love amazing sci-fi books. I'm not necessarily one for the more superficial, you know, uh, type of sci-fi. Um, I'm, I'm honestly for sci-fi that explores very deep, profound questions, is very character-driven. Um, obviously, the, the movies we see today, are so action-driven that for me, I miss the heart, the soul of the story, and I would like to see sci-fi in the future not only explore these hypothetical, theoretical probabilities and possibilities of life, but also to really explore the, the, um, the journey of the human heart. Who are we human beings? What are we made out of? And I think they're starting to tap into that. We're seeing some pretty interesting sci-fi shows come out that are exploring some very deep, profound questions. So that's my favorite kind of thing. And if I was doing Battlestar, I would have, my take would have been to take the original, but I would have progressed it 30 years, and I would have really brought it into a much more powerful, edgy, provocative area. Because that's really the premise of Battlestar. Surviving a holocaust and trying to find a new homeland is a pretty powerful underlying story, right? Storyline. Uh, but it, networks couldn't go into the, that, that subject matter very deeply 30 years ago, but now we can. Very cool. You have one website or Twitter you like to shout out when closing? Yes. I, uh, I teach and lecture all over the country, colleges, high schools, acting, filmmaking. Uh, I lecture on communications, and I also do coaching online for speakers, for actors, for filmmakers. I also do life coaching as well. You can go over to richardhatch.com. You can also see me on Facebook, um, Twitter. Um, I also am a co-owner of battlestargalactica.com. Uh, and you can go find out all some of the cruises I, I host and do my workshops and seminars on. And I, my gift is I kind of help people to break through those walls that hold them back from going out in life and finding more success, finding more fulfillment, um, f creating more revenue. I, I've just always had an insight into all that. So uh, I do a lot of, like I said, workshops on every kind of area where I can help people kind of unlock the doors and, and open up the possibilities because too many people live lives of quiet desperation. So uh, that, that's one of my greatest joys is really helping to support and inspire people to go to a more powerful, more successful level of life. 
Very cool. Well, Mr. Richard Hatz, it was an absolute pleasure talking with you, sir. You have a beautiful day. This is Owen with SciFiction.com. So say we all.